You guys, welcome to another pop culture kiki. It is me, Troy McKeady. And Kelly Williams. And there's a lot to talk about this week. I mean, there's always a lot to talk about, but this week it's really, we are loaded up with people (laughs) to make fun of, uh, things to be angry about. There's a lot happening. But before we get into any of that, we want to remind you that we have two live shows this year. We're going to end the year with a New York live show and a Boston live show. You guys should definitely come, call out of work the next day, tell them we said it's okay. They'll forgive you. Absolutely calm. We also have new merch and it would be really fun if you guys wore the merch to the show. You can bond over which clothes you bought together. It'll be a whole moment. Um, with that being said, I have to give my weekly Big Brother update and I've never been more anxious to give it. Uh-oh. Bad? Um, sad. Oh, Felicia? Well, her, she had a really tough week. <laughs> um, My little like girl gang has split apart. I was calling them in my mind. I was calling them the Orange is the New Black Girls because they really turned into like a girl gang. And it was women controlling the house for like a whole month. And it was really cool. And I just want to give a shout out to Izzy. She was the lesbian um, like house guest this year. And lesbian representation on Big Brother is like not great. Like, there's not a great track record for lesbian women on that show or like who have come off of it, I, like being icons. And Izzy is exactly that. I know a lot of people were annoyed with Izzy because she's really manic. She's very high, like high intensity, high strong. But like, that's what you want on a big brother live feed. Like she brought so much intensity, gameplay, just everything to this show. The CBS people did not get to experience Izzy. And that makes me really sad because she was not a part of the CBS edit the way she was in the house. But this young woman came into that house. She was the first person to know who Jared and Suri were because she's a huge Suri fan. And within, I don't even know if it was five minutes that they were in the house. So she was like, I know who you are. I know who Suri is. Like, I know that you're her son. And he had to be like, okay, chill out. And from that moment on, her and Suri have been like, absolute best friends soul sisters like uh the the most authentic friendship I've ever seen Suri make on tv and we just lost Izzy and I'm just really sad um I know that she'll be back for like an all-star season or another season because she was so great but um yeah just shout out to Izzy I know that she's like doing her podcast tour right now um and she didn't make jury which is so for Izzy to not have made jury and to have controlled that house the way she did was just so fucked. But I just think Izzy was just incredible for like the gay, the queer representation this year. She really brought it. And I just love her. I love her and I'm going to miss her. And Izzy, I'm rooting for you. Um. So I, actually, one of my favorite shows is back. The Morning Show is back. Oh, yes. The first two episodes, you know... <laughs> I think it's just I love Jennifer Aniston's acting so fucking much that even though the writing these first two episodes weren't my favorite, like I cannot even put into words how good I think Jennifer Aniston is in this. And I don't know if it's because she's not playing like a ditzy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What do you mean? What? 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 Like, that's how she (laughs) always fucking is. And in this, she's such a bad bitch. And it's so good to see. Yeah, I think that Jennifer Aniston, a lot of times she plays to her Rachel character. Mm -hmm. 
and this is like the most I'm not saying that I think that she's like the character well I guess I am saying that she's <laughs> very authentic on this show like this is the most real she's been able to be in a role and not have to be Rachel Green for sure and the whole um storyline of this season I think is going to be like cyber attacks and things being leaked about different news anchors so I am excited to see how it plays out I am willing to say maybe the first two episodes weren't the greatest, but I think that they have something great that they're like working towards, if that makes sense. Totally. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. This is my favorite thing that I've ever seen Jennifer Aniston in to date. Like, I think it's her, her greatest, you know, friends is friends, but this is amazing. And she was great in that movie Cake, too. Oh, yes, yes. Where she got ugly to win an Oscar. Yes, yes. <laughs> right, yes. We love that. Um, I also wanted to talk about Teen Mom. So they are going to have a, a, a spinoff called Teen Mom Couples Counseling. So, Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Who's the fucking counselor? I'm going to assume it's the lady that does the family vacation. I'm pretty sure they've gotten rid of Dr. Drew for good. Really? Okay. Um, so that's just something. But I need to talk about Kale. And Kale, my voice shook as I said her name, because like, I know who Kale is. Kale's very online. And I want to start off by saying, I think Kale's a great mom. I think she was a great teen mom. The way people talk about like, all-star real housewives, that's how I think of Kale. And um, I just need to say, allegedly, she had a baby back in November of last year that she's kind of hidden. And now pictures are coming out that she may be pregnant again children does kale have she has four that are confirmed maybe one that's not and possibly one that's coming oh my god i just needed to like put that out there i feel like i sound terrified talking right now (laughs) but it's because it's kale and kale's a big deal in my opinion like if you love teen mom or really like mtv reality stars kale's like top top tier oh i agree i mean i was gonna say how is she a able i mean i just can't wrap my head around being able to support one kid more or less like seven I but know. she's like very successful she's very successful especially with her podcast so kale i'm not saying anything bad i'm just saying maybe some things <laughs> but on to the next topic of traders the uh season two uh cast just came out oh i know does johnny bananas need to be in every fucking show that i like <laughs> Can I tell you what I love about this is that the people on Big, like there's a guy from Big Brother that's going to be on it named Dan Giesling. And Dan Giesling is probably the best person to play Big Brother in history. Oh. He is He actually wrote a book about how to win competition reality shows because he's so incredibly good at it. Um, there's this like inside joke with Big Brother called Dan's Mist. And it, it's like when Dan talks to anybody, he just glamours them, mystifies them. He can tell you anything and you'll believe it. And he's going to be on the show this, on Traders. And I'm so, people like Johnny Bananas have no idea what they're up against because he's used to having to manipulate people like John A. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you're really not that fucking tough. Like you manipulate drunk women wasted women who are like who don't really give a fuck and you think that you're like this master manipulator i want to see him go against people like dan geesling he is fucking in for it the only thing i'm hoping i hope that beth lasts way longer than johnny um and also seeing ct there i'm like ct's just a powerhouse he's not like a 
I guess he's a smart player in the challenge because everyone's like afraid of him. Mm-hmm. But traitors isn't physical. I guess it is. They have like little challenges, but not really. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like people's fear of CT is like, like everybody has flashes of memory of CT, like <laughs> doing crazy shit. Like when I think of CT being violent, I obviously think of him chasing Adam mm-hmm. and like literally running through walls and ripping doors off the hinges and shit to get to him. Like, and like that's how he like continues his reality career because we have these memories of him being insane right you know what i mean i guess he does also win though like ct does win yeah yeah but he just wins because people are afraid to go against him in a challenge in an elimination exactly so i'm curious to see how that goes but the first season of traitors i don't know if you watched it troy um incredible tv some of my favorite like reality shows i've ever watched I did not watch it, but now I'm going to. Mm. I'm really excited. And Janelle, my favorite Big Brother player in history, is going to be on it. And Janelle is, on Big Brother, she's known as, like, she's kind of like the bridesmaid and never the bride. Like, she's almost won so many times. I I know what she looks like. So she's, like, famous. Yes. And she holds the record for winning the most competitions of any person who's ever played Big Brother. And she's been on it more times than anyone. Oh, Wow. She's just had her seasons of that show. Well, her early seasons of that show are, I think, some of the best reality TV of all time. And it's just, it's a stacked cast. Like, it's good. I know. I just get so mad about Bananas. That's just who I am. And listeners, you just have to, like, understand that I will never like that man. And me as well. There's, like, <laughs> there's no safe space here for him. Um, before we get into all the pop culture stuff, though, I did want to get a blind item that we were sent in over on one of our Patreon listeners. But again, this is alleged. We don't know if it's true or false. Um, but last week, our Patreon episode was Diplo. And we got quite a few DMs about him. But this story, they said we could share it. Fun story about Diplo. I went to Vegas spring break my senior year of college. We were around 21 and went to some daytime pool party where Diplo had his residency at the time. My friend and I got invited to go behind the DJ booth. So of course we're like, okay, let's go. We didn't know he was full on evil. We then get invited to the hotel room where he had a gaggle of girls. My friend asked if she should try and hook up with him. And I was like, no, I heard he has the clap. Lo and behold, he comes up behind us and is like, uh, ladies, what you talking about? We played it off and he seemed suspicious about us after that. We ended up talking to another group of girls who were also in college and they mentioned their friend was actually staying in the hotel with him and had been flying her out for several years, like pre-college. Wow. It's actually crazy how many of our listeners had Diplo stories. Like, actually insane. It was a lot of people. Mm -hmm. He does not waste any time being an idiot. You know what I was thinking about, too? I was thinking about how insane it is that he is such a narcissist. Like, he can't help but, like, you know, when he, like, attaches himself to a female artist and he's like, oh, I made her or whatever. He can't help but, like, always be, like in the forefront or the background like even like with MIA like he's on so many um magazine covers with her he did so many events with her he always had her attached to his side at the DJ booth like he needs to be a part of it 
And even with Azealia Banks, he has so many magazine covers with her. He can't just like not be the center. And I was thinking about that with that girl that lives, he was living in his house. It's like the fact that he allowed her to film him and he was doing like TikTok dances and shit with this teenager living in his house. Like he just couldn't help himself but to be on TikTok because she has a TikTok following, you know? Mm-hmm. He's such a, like a douche. <laughs> Truly, truly. I mean, there's nothing more to say than that. But if you guys want to listen to it, we do have the Diplo episode up on our Patreon. I also, of course, wanted to talk about Oprah. <laughs> I want to talk about Oprah. <laughs> Oprah, as Tracy Morgan would say. Um, she responded to the backlash that she has been getting on the internet. And the response was so... Oh, it was just so... So was, Oprah? So Oprah. So out of touch so narcissistic she basically said that it's really sad that people are so um excited to attack that they can't see the good that someone is doing and how sad it is that so many people are are willing to be so negative completely ignoring everything that people have said ignoring the claims of her owning and she called it conspiracy because what better thing to do when you're trying to make people sound crazy is to say it's conspiracy hello russell brand can we talk (laughs) she's like they brought up all these conspiracies oh the conspiracies about you owning two thousand acres of land that was fully protected from the fire because you hired a private fire department to protect your weird land that you own probably illegally that's not that's not, it, it is a thing that happened. You know what I mean? It's not conspiracy. It is just so like, I don't know. It's just absurd. Like it was just such a bad look to me. Do you think that she'll even touch on that again? Or just like, okay, I made a statement, time to move on. Everyone will forget. Because someone made a point, um, a bad point, but they were like, you know, the whole Ashton and Mila thing, people are being blowing it out of proportion when we'll just forget about it. For sure. People have probably already forgotten about the Ashton and Mila thing, but I still think it's important to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Like, I agree. I I, I did read that comment. on our Basically, somebody on our Patreon made a comment that was like, like, everybody cares about this now. She was like, Troy's always talking about how annoying cancel culture is and how fake it is. And everybody's talking about Ashton and Mila now, even though he's been doing this for years. For one thing, we've been talking about it on this very show for years. Since the start of our show, we've been talking about Ashton, Wilmer, and Danny, you know? And yeah, lots of people have been talking about it. Has it been covered by mainstream news? No. But does that matter? Like, Mm -hmm. does that mean people shouldn't talk about it? I don't understand the point there. Right, and... Uh, we'll talk more about Ashton Mila right now. Him stepping down from Thorn. Yes, you cannot be a rape, a rape, a supporter of a rapist and a supporter of victims. You can't be both. Right, and it's it's like un it's inappropriate for you to run an organization that is supposed to allegedly protect victims when you yourself have taken part in so much like alleged assaults in Hollywood. It's in, it's insane. And it seems like the more that's been exposed about Thorn is it's more against like sex workers than people yeah. who are sex trafficked. 
Yes. And to use Oprah's term, there are many conspiracies surrounding that organization and that they are not what they claim to even be at all. So. So that's that. <laughs> that's that on that. Um, I wanted to talk about Ryan Philippi. He lives rent free in my head. You guys know how obsessed I am with like him and Reese's relationship. I still think their episode we did very early days is one of like my favorite episodes that we've done. But he posted an Instagram saying officially the longest I've gone since I was a teen without some kind of nicotine or marijuana in my system, among other things, feeling thankful for the freedom that comes with breaking addiction and dependency on substance, sobriety, clarity and spiritual connections feels real good. So honestly, like I have read a lot about how Ryan is a monster and I don't think saying like he was using is an excuse, but it's nice to see he's actually maybe trying to change his ways yeah totally i agree especially him saying that he hasn't been not on something since he was a teenager like right you know obviously he's not going to come out and say this but like he's really derailed his own career because of his addiction which is really sad um yeah i think it's great good for him and like and good for his kids you know what i mean because i feel like like they get put through it by dad and I mean, Ryan is now finally following Ava again. So I'm assuming she unblocked him. I also want to talk about um, <laughs> Shannon Storm's Bador crashing her car into a home. <laughs> <laughs> the timing of this is wild because the day that she was going out, it, like the day of that happening, she posted this TikTok of her. Like, it was like one of those. Um, like you dip your head into a bucket of or like a bowl of water and then you pull it up and you're like all like glam mm-hmm. um, not realizing that that night she was going to get a very public DUI um not a good look not a good look especially with everything that's airing right now on the Real Housewives of Orange County it's just like such bad timing and if you don't know so uh, so Shannon Medor crashed her car into a a neighbor's home and it wasn't just like a little you know, bump into the house, back up and pull away. She smashed like a portion of their house off. Like it was on the ground and she fucked up her car and she was like spewing oil all over their driveway, all over the yard, all over the street. And then she's on camera. Like they have a ring camera, like it all was caught. And it's just like even more embarrassing that she drove oil like home like it's insane that i read that she parked her car like down the street then got out of it and started walking her dog like she was just taking a leisurely stroll yeah <laughs> poor archie. Excuse, excuse me <laughs> poor archie protect archie and then she um i guess like her they knew who she was because of archie because her dog is like very famous on tv okay they're like that's clearly Shannon, her big golden retriever. So they went to um, her ex, her now ex-boyfriend's house. He's still, they're still dating on TV. But uh, they went to his house and they were like, Shannon just drove into our house. Like, what are we supposed to do? I don't know. It's just a mess. It's a really bad look for her. And for years, people have been confronting her on TV about her addiction. She's kind of like a, her addiction stuff is kind of like, 
Dorinda is the what I could compare it to. Mm-hmm. She's clearly an addict. She is clearly an alcoholic. She has been for years and she just doesn't want to talk about it, doesn't want to acknowledge it, doesn't want to bring it up. If you bring it up, you're turning your back on her and you're not a friend. Um, so hopefully this is like a rock bottom for Shannon because this is like really bad. Like you drove into somebody's house, girl. Right, right. And it's wild the way that this is being treated as opposed to like when Pete Davidson crashed into someone's home. Mm-hmm. With Pete, everyone was just like, oh, he was distracted. We don't know. Right. And then he went to rehab like a few months later. Right. And it's it's interesting, like this time they're like, no, nah, she really hit someone's house. It's like, so did Pete Davidson. Right. And I can just hear, I can hear all of it in my head. I can hear her like calling um, her boyfriend and like freaking out about it and being like, I didn't mean it. I didn't see the house and the car and Archie. Like I can just hear like her whole, oh my God, Shannon. I will always have a soft spot in my heart for Shannon Bedore, but I do not support drunk driving into people's homes. <laughs> so obviously Hugh Jackman just announced a divorce after 27 years and maybe a little hint on our public episode of what yeah. it's going to be on. But I, I'm truly curious if something's coming out bigger about Brian Singer and his wife was just like, you know what? I've been your alleged beard for long enough. You are not going to bring me down like this. For sure. I mean, the timing is crazy because she's been with him for so long. She's dealt, she's been a beard for so long and she's had such a chill sort of situation. Mm -hmm. So it's like for her to, for them to be actually, it seems like something is going to happen. And I know that a lot of people are like waiting for the moment where he has to answer to his Brian Singer connection Because so far, he's not really had to talk about it at all. I know. I feel like the Brian Singer stuff has been so loud lately. And maybe it's just because we've talked about it so much. Yeah. But I do feel like something's finally going to come. And again, hello, JC Chazay. And by the way, that his little documentary that he's making himself does not count. No. Brian Brian Singer, by the way, guys, if you aren't aware, Brian Singer is funding his own documentary to prove that he is innocent because that has always worked out so well for everyone. I can't wait to watch that, to be honest. I cannot wait to watch the clownery. Because, I mean, who is he going to have on to talk about? Is he going to get Eric Podwall on to be like, nah, he's a great guy? Right. Like who? And like any young, you know, actor or whatever that you that he gets, you're just going to assume that he like paid them or that they're like still hooking up with them or something. Like there's some sort of exchange happening for anybody to go on camera and side with Brian Singer. I mean, come on. I know. I know. I'm I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Honestly, it's probably going to be nothing like the Scooter Braun shit, but whatever. So as I mentioned last Kiki, I am extre- I've always been a Southern Charm girl, but for some reason, Southern Charm right now is just hitting for me. It's just like I'm in it deep. And I I just watched the entire last season to get caught up for the the premiere um so the premiere happened and it feels like Shep is finally gonna like get I don't know it feels like maybe the show is gonna hold Shep accountable for being a richy rich fucker just like an adult baby trust fund like elongated childhood 
douchebag. It seems like it's going to happen. I have been waiting years for Shep to finally get his due. You guys know that I am a Craig supporter. I love me some Craig. I, I just don't care. And I feel like in a group of toxic men, Craig is like the least toxic out of all of them, which is saying a lot. <laughs> and I think that like with their weird old school Southern whatever, like I, I basically in a nutshell, I don't think that they think that Craig is gay, but I think that their old traditional Southern bullshit makes them look down on him because he is like in touch with his emotions and he's a soft boy and he sews pillows Mm. whether they want to say it or not the reason that they make fun of him and sort of bully him bully him is because he sees through their bullshit and it's always been that way for like 10 years and yeah so now Shep has this wild ex-girlfriend who's on a rampage and she claims to be a good Christian girl, as they all do in Charleston. But allegedly, she fucked his best friend, Austin, who is also on the show. And it's going to be a slow burn. And I've already, I can, I know Bravo well enough at this point to know the editing. They're showing little close-ups of Austin and her, you know, touching hips and him putting his armor on her shoulder to set us up for the reveal that they're fucking and I'm very excited. So if you are not caught up in Southern Charm, we've only had one episode this season. You need to like get, it's good. It's giving. So I watched that with Blair and I'm not super familiar with like Austin and Craig other than like Southern Charm and Winter House. Mm-hmm. Not Southern Charm, I'm sorry. Summer House and Winter House. Yeah. Is, is Paige always mean to Craig? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's a little sad. Um, and I know people are very, oh, I'm glad that you brought up Paige because Paige is a really controversial topic in the Southern Charm world because old school Southern Charm people don't want her on the show. Mm -hmm. They don't like that she's infiltrated like so many shows. This is the thing about Paige and this is coming from a longtime Bravo watcher. She's the future of Bravo. I hate to break it to you girls. I, I know the girls that hate Paige really hate her. She is the future of Bravo. Like, I actually find her energy on Southern Charm to be so, such a breath of fresh air because she's direct. She's a good reality star in the sense that she is like always about the drama. Like Paige is down to fight and talk it out and call people out. And she's direct with her feelings. I felt like Naomi and her, Naomi is somebody who I cannot fucking stand. (laughs) Hate Naomi. Watching Paige get her all the fucking way together was amazing for me and Naomi doesn't have direct conversations because in Charleston they're like weird with how they like confront each other and Paige read her down in a way that only a New York City girl could you know that's true because obviously the last few seasons of Summer House she's been a little bed bug like she hasn't moved Mm -hmm. but if someone does come for her she's like let me talk louder than you and I'm gonna make you feel fucking stupid yeah. Like if I think I if I was to argue with Paige, I would feel very dumb by the end. And that would be her intent. Right. Because <laughs> she's good, she's really good at confrontation. She's smart and she's quick. And I I don't know. I, I know that she's been like a little bit of like you said, a bed bug the past couple seasons of the show. But like I just think that 
people have to get over the fact that she is what Bravo sees as their future, their like next generation talent. She just is. Interesting. Sorry. What do you think about Lindsay Hubbard? Do you think she's what Bravo wants too? I mean, they put her on Traders. Yeah, I think they love Lindsay. I think the fact that Lindsay is like one of the, you know, small handful that has made it from the first season all the way to the end for Summer House says a lot. And the way that they, I think, kind of protect her in their editing and in their the way that they narrate the show. I think Bravo loves Lindsay. I really do. And yeah. But like to not share stuff, you know, she's a very open reality star. And I think that the, the network like rewards you for that, you know. I'll say her body slamming Kyle Cook in that one episode is like one of my favorite summer house. <laughs> I think she's a great reality star too. I agree. And her and Paige are so like different, but the same. And no one wants to admit that. Yes. And that's like, like, like yeah, I feel like if you like Paige, you have to hate Lindsay. And if you like Lindsay, you have to hate Paige. Oh, I totally agree. Now would be a good time to let you guys know that this episode is sponsored by Every Plate. Get Every Plate and take back your time with fewer trips to the grocery store and meals ready in six simple steps. They plan the meals and deliver pre-portioned ingredients right to your front door so you can spend less time meal prepping and packing kids or works lunches and more time taking a breather from your busy schedule. Give yourself one less thing to worry about this back to school season. With the jam-packed fall season well underway, you can count on every plate to make mealtimes easier without compromising on quality. Make this sustainable choice this September. Every plate offsets 100% of their delivery admissions and their meals have 31% lower carbon footprint on average than supermarket meals of the same portion. Plus, nearly all packing materials are curbside recyclable in most areas of the U.S., Every plate provides plenty of delicious variety, so you'll never get stuck in a cooking rut. With 26 tasty and affordable recipes that change every week, it's easy to find something flavorful and satisfying for every meal of the day. Plus, add even more delicious options to your order with up to 22 convenient sides, lunches, snacks, desserts, and more. At first, I was like, is this going to be worth it? You know, meal kits, they might be expensive. But now I'm convinced you can get the same deliciousness at a much lower price. I mean, for me, I'm trying to get wifed up. I'm trying to learn how to cook, okay? I only know how to cook five things, and that's not going to cut it in this world. So with every plate, they give me what I need. They give me the ingredients and a step-by-step -step instructions on how to cook them, which is exactly what I need. I'm someone who loves a DoorDash. I love an Uber Eats, but I need to start saving money. Spend $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code 49blinds. Get started with every plate for just $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code 49blinds. So one thing I need to remember when it comes to posting on TikTok is not everyone thinks of celebrity the way we do, Troy. <laughs> and I'll say Twitter kind of on board with how we think. Like when I tweet things, people are usually like, yeah, you're right. Like, I agree with you. Not TikTok. So I need to talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. So okay. I made a TikTok saying the Kelsey brothers are using Taylor's name for clout. 
I don't think that's a crazy thing to say, considering one of them just had a documentary come out this past week. And when I said that, everyone was like, you know, the Kelsey brothers don't need Taylor for PR. They're very famous. Travis hosted SNL. Okay, a lot of people have hosted SNL. Um, But people don't seem to realize that just them using her name, it's going to make people talk, right? Like now NFL is saying like, you know, Travis has to shake off that hit or whatever. Like it's become a thing because the Kelsey brothers are extremely fucking dehydrated. Mm. And people don't want to hear that because people people don't want to admit Taylor Swift is one of the biggest celebrities of our time. Right. Instead, they're just like, Kelly, like Taylor Swift, does, they don't need Taylor Swift's name. Tra- uh, Troy, how much did you know about Travis Kelsey? Oh, shit. If you don't watch the NFL, you're not going to be like, he's the best tight end in all of sports, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. he he's the guy who might be dating Taylor Swift. Yeah. And to, it's not like the men who do this don't know what the fuck they're doing. Come exactly. On. I'm so sick of acting like this idea that, and I'm not even like a Swifty, but this idea that she like traps these men into these wild relationships and she's so, these men make out like a fucking bandit being associated with her. Even if it's not real, as we've seen. They make out like a bandit. Even if the press is negative, they still make out. Like, come all hand And it's crazy. One of the comments, it was like, all Travis said was he went to her show and tried to give her his a bracelet with his number on it. Oh, that's all he did? Was go to the press and say this exact story? And now right. they're maybe quietly hanging out? And then his brother has to be like, you know, Trav, he's just having fun. He's doing what he does. Oh, God. So I just had to say thank you guys for listening and like understanding what Troy and I are trying to say when we're saying uses someone for PR. Because guess what? The rest of the world doesn't know or give a fuck who Travis Kelsey is. I'm sorry to all the Chiefs fans listening. (laughs) I don't know how you found this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I wanted to talk about the American Horror Story trailer because I didn't get to mention it when it first came out. I just forgot to talk about it. So this is like the first trailer for the show that I've seen people be really excited about in a long time. And we talk shit about the Kardashians. All of us do. We all make fun of them. We all act like, you know, we we just cannot wait to be done with them. I'm the first person to admit that I watch that fucking show every Wednesday. I love it. I don't care. Like, do I think that they are going to end us all? Are they going to be the thing that ends our civilization and humanity? Yes. Do I care at the moment? Not really. Like, it's escapism. I just don't give a fuck. And you can say what you want, but people are excited about the season because of Kim. And they're excited because Kim was like kind of giving cunt in the trailer, to be honest with you. It was kind of serving cunt. It was like kind of giving. Like she was kind of giving. I'm not going to lie. And I remember saying that I I really wanted her to be ugly. I really just thought that that would be such an interesting thing for her career, for Ryan Murphy to make her really scary looking and like turn her into like a monster which could still happen, but it looks like she is going to be playing a version of herself. Like, she's very Kim in the trailer. But it looks interesting. 
I will say, I think the Kardashians have finally broken me down. Because, you know, I'm the first one to be like, well, fuck Kim, fuck, you know. And now I'm just like, whatever, Kylie and Timothy are cute. I don't care. Like, right. Kim's going to act. I don't care. <laughs> I just, I've, I've just given in. I'm just like, honestly, take me. Drag <laughs> me to hell. I don't care anymore. But no, I'm really excited. This is the first time I've been excited about American Horror Story in a long time. I'm actually going to watch this year. Um, I haven't been loyal to that show since Ryan Murphy fumbled the slasher season like the 80s season where they were at the camp was so it was such a slap in the face to people who like slasher movies and that were really excited about that it was like okay so you've never seen Friday the 13th clearly it was just bad but I'm excited and also you know I I can never get enough of Emma Roberts I love the like Rosemary's baby kind of thing that they're doing with her being pregnant and you know, and then they're also like, it's kind of tug in cheek that in the show, it seems like Kim is going to be showing her how to like sell her soul basically to become famous. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, I just think that that's going to be really interesting. And it'll be good and campy in a way that a gay man can be campy about the Kardashians. Speaking of gay men being campy about the Kardashians, TMZ is saying Odell Beckham Jr. is hanging out with Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> now you're like, I'm back on to hating them. I can't. And I hate them again. <laughs> um, Bijou Phillips filed for divorce from Danny Masterson. I saw that. I was not expecting that. Not at all. I wonder what her thought process was. I mean, I feel like she had to, right? I guess so, yeah. But she was so supportive of him throughout the whole thing. That's true. So I was, I don't know. I thought it was like really interesting that she finally, I don't know. And she won't talk bad about him publicly. I know. I know. I don't, I think something's going to happen with Scientology. Yes. I think so too. I think so too. And I think hopefully people are smart enough to put it together that it wasn't just Ashton it wasn't just Ashton and Mila helping this man for years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I know that like, obviously there were other letters and stuff, but like, you have to understand that when you are involved in that church, it's a PR, like celebrities stay in it, not only because they're bullied, but like they do PR. Right. Scientology does PR for people. They cover people's shit for them. They pay for shit to be covered up. They, and they use it as blackmail. They're happy to do it. They're happy to be like, we will take care of all of this for you if you never leave. <laughs> you know? Like, so I don't know. I agree with you. I think something's gonna come up. So as you may know, Russell Brand also just got exposed, canceled, whatever we're calling it these days. Um, to no one's surprise. I mean, I think it was just really a matter of time before someone like Russell Brand who has been very open about being a sexual deviant uh, until somebody finally was like, well, no, it wasn't all fun and games. It's it's not all as silly as he's made it seem. He is a rapist, allegedly. And yeah, the allegations are horrible. They're really, really bad. And I think it's just going to get worse. I think that a, a bunch of women are going to start coming out and being like, he's a monster. 
completely. And the way that he's going, the theories, right? People are trying to take him down because he's going against the grain. And I can't fuck with that. Like, shut the fuck up, honestly. And what I was saying about Ryan earlier being like, just because you were on drugs doesn't give you an excuse for the things you did. Because right. I've seen people try to be like, well, Russell was on drugs. No, he wasn't. He was right. sober when all this allegedly happened. And I think it's really eye-opening, sadly, the people like sticking up for him, saying things like, you know, well, 16 is the legal age of consent in England. You liked getting to the Greek that much? Like he really had that kind of hold on you? And it's only because he randomly has kind of like publicly, he seems to have aligned with like like QAnon people and they feel like they have and like you know the QAnon people it doesn't matter who you are you could literally be Hitler himself and if you come out as like even remotely QAnon they're like yes I need daddy like they live for you and they'll support you through murders and all kinds of so they don't give a fuck so like the opinions of these people are just so unimportant I'm just like can we stop even like giving them attention Right. In the documentary, guys, we did post it on our Patreon, but it is heartbreaking. It's one of the hardest documentaries I think I've ever watched. I haven't watched it yet. I have not been emotionally ready. Yeah, honestly, it starts off like just it comes in hot. I don't know how else to say it. And really make sure you're in like the right mental space, because the way they explain what Russell Brand allegedly did to these women is so heartbreaking. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus Christ. It is- I- oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, I never got the Russell Brand thing. Like, I was always like, is this the bit? Is this him? Like, he just never clicked with me to begin with. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I ever really, like, fell in love with him the way that everybody did. I mean, obviously, I remember, like, the the craze you know, and like, of course, like for me, Russell Band is, is associated with the VMAs. Mm-hmm. Brittany had her comeback, and he was such a big part in a weird way of her comeback because he was like hosting the VMAs that year. And I just remember everybody thinking that he was just like this fireball. Like you never know what Russell Brand's gonna say. He really brings the heat. You know what I mean? He's so uncensored. He's so unfiltered. You can't stop. Like you can't stop him. And I just never, yeah, I never really got it. No, and I always think about him texting Katy Perry before her show, I want a divorce, and then never speaking to her again. Yes, a lot of people mentioned that um, on our Instagram when I posted the video of, of him on the in the New York Post video that like, that is such, that's the moment that he will be remembered for. That heartbreaking text. and And her having to basically go into like, her disassociated state and turn into Katy Perry on going stage. It was like the saddest thing I've ever seen. Fuck you, Russell Brand. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sad to see Russell Brand be put through it, to be honest. Um, so obviously we talk a lot on this podcast about Diddy. And it seems like Diddy on the internet, people are really, really, really anxious for Diddy to be canceled and they're really anxious for all of this stuff to like come out about him specifically like tiktok i would say is the most like they're they're really moving forward with the diddy march you know more than any other uh social media app 
And Aubrey O'Day visited an interview where she exposed Diddy because he recently, um, he has this new album coming out and he's really desperate to like rebrand himself. And obviously, I, th I think that he's smart enough to be aware that, you know, he has all this negative press. He has a lot of burn bridges. Um, a lot of people who don't have nice things to say about him from his past. And he basically tried to publicly, I don't even know what word you would use, mend relationships with with people by sending them this like legal document where he basically was like we can be friends again publicly but the only things that you can't do are talk about this 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 and this and of course Aubrey being Aubrey O'Day read the full letter where it was like you can't talk about how I've stolen money from you you can't talk about how I've like basically tried to own the rights to your soul you can't talk about how I've blacklisted you in any way. Like, it was, like, absolutely insane. And obviously, it's just to, like, make himself look good. She didn't get really deep into... I think that if Aubrey really... Like, what Aubrey really wants to say publicly is this man was a, is a fucking pimp. Mm -hmm. Pimping out young people. And he's been doing it for decades. He... When you look at all of the failed bands and the failed the burned bridges that Diddy has just that we know publicly all the groups and the bands and the former collaborators like it's crazy and I know that Aubrey just wants to be like he's a fucking evil pimp he's a sexual deviant I know it how crazy is it obviously guys we're going to talk about VMAs in just a moment but did you see like Justin Bieber posting on his story praising Diddy yeah. like that's Hollywood in a nutshell I almost just said I wish I had like that much power in blackmail but I'm glad I don't I don't think I would handle it well because <laughs> you really have to be pretty treacherous to get to where Diddy is like you really had to like sell your soul like he is a treacherous human being but I will always be an Aubrey head I will always be a fan Aubrey O'Day you will always be famous to me I mean that. And she's someone I wish more people would listen to and like really listen to what she's saying, like Azealia Banks or um, Alexa Nicholas, people like that who always tiptoe that line of people being able to call them crazy. And that's what people would rather do than actually listen to what they're saying. Yeah. And they, like they discredit. It's like, yeah, does she say some wild off the wall shit every once in a while? And also like, has she not been perfect of are you kidding? Are you joking? But it doesn't mean that she has no knowledge and nothing interesting to say. Like, Aubrey is really, really smart. She's mm -hmm. really smart, very well-spoken, and really good at articulating her feelings and her thoughts. Like, I could listen to her talk for hours. So I just think it's crazy that people can listen to her be so candid and then be like, she's a slut anyway. Oh, and her plastic surgery looks bad. Like, who gives a fuck? And it also sucks, I guess... This isn't exactly what I was talking about with the Travis and uh, Taylor thing, but people aren't able to like put together what she's hinting around. Well, that's the most frustrating thing. She can't come out and say it, right? She she can't be like, well, allegedly he does this. We can say that, but mm -hmm. she can't because it's not safe for her. Exactly. And people really need stuff spelled out for them like they're two years old for the most part. Mm -hmm. Like you 
to beat people over the face with it. And even then, sometimes they still don't get it. Like people will come, you'll see people comment on, you know, posts of her exposing this stuff and be like, okay, so she didn't even really expose anything. And it's like, what what did you just hear? Or it's like, but look at her plastic surgery. It's like, okay, okay, whatever. Just close your eyes and listen then. She photoshopped herself into a couple pictures in India. Who gives a fuck? (laughs) You have done worse on social media. Okay, Troy. I think the VMAs heard our episode (laughs) and decided to try and be better. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite part of the night? My favorite part of the night? Um, I really liked Nikki. Yeah. A lot. I've, I'm just going to say Nikki because I'm that's the only thing I've watched more than once. I watched Nikki's performance probably like four times. I think for me, it's Kelsey Ballerini. I'm just excited. I've been a fan of her since like 2017. And I'm just glad that she's finally like getting some sort of spotlight. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Who else did you like? I mean, I love Lil Wayne. I, I I don't know what happened, but he's he's coherent again, and I'm excited. He was up and at him. <laughs> he was killing it. Um, I thought, I hate to say it, but I thought Diddy's performance was really good. It was good. Like, I hate it that I have to say it, but I'm like, Diddy has some fucking bops. <laughs> you cannot deny it. I mean, my God, like, he's responsible for, like, my favorite era of hip-hop in the 90s. Like, he, you know what I mean? Like, it sucks that sh- that really talented people have to be so shitty. It's funny, Blair and I, we were talking about how like the VMAs definitely catered to the millennials this time. Mm-hmm. Having like Diddy, Shakira, Nelly Furtado, Sync, Lil Wayne, even yeah. Nicki Minaj, I'd say. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I liked it this year and I don't know how I feel about liking it. I liked it too. I also really liked, um, you know... As much as she likes to really rile up the girls, one thing Doja Cat is going to do is fucking perform her fucking ass off. Doja Cat is so talented. Like, she's so talented. I agree. And honestly, like, I don't follow her on social media. I try my best to just, like, be like, I just like her music because I don't need to know anything else. Right. I just think that the whole, like, this is going to sound really fucked up, but, like, the whole, like, devil thing has been done so much. Like, it's like not really the fact that people all still get so up in arms about a celebrity claiming to worship the devil and you you girls fall for it every time like you fall for it every time <laughs> like aren't you tired can i say an in sync theory sure so i have a theory that they are going to be on taylor swift's 1989 album Oh, why do you think that? Or at least like J- fucking Justin Timberlake will be. So I think that because of the way they presented her with the best pop song and they mm-hmm. kept talking about pop mm-hmm. and the way Taylor was like, this is my first pop album. Going into pop music was so important. Like, and she kept looking back at them and she said something like, I had your dolls. What do you, what have you guys been up to? I just... I really think that there's going to be some kind of in sync Taylor Swift collaboration. And also Lance handing her the um, friendship bracelet. Oh, yeah. I would be cool with that. Yeah, at this point, I'm like, 
I actually feel bad for NSYNC fans if they don't get like a true reunion. <laughs> I honestly, it's so fucked up. But and then for Justin Timberlake to be like, no, no, I'm doing more solo music. It's like, girl, talk about not knowing how to read the room. We want solo music from you. Unless you're going back into the fucking woods and you can stay there. And uh, they're going to be on um, Hot Ones, which is like the only thing I watch on YouTube. And I am so not ready for Justin to laugh over all the guys. And whenever Sean asks any kind of question, him to be like, right, guys, you know, you were there. These guys, (laughs) I've been friends with them. I've never not been friends with them. I love NSYNC. (laughs) And they're all like, we fucking hate you. I just like I can't I, and I, I I I'm so excited that the girls got their moment. I am. Thank God. You know what I mean? But like <laughs> I don't know. It's just like really like disappointing because people thought they were gonna perform, obviously. And I think they're just doing this for the trolls movie they can't talk about because of the SAG strike. Yeah. Like I I do think a residency is still in the cards. I'm not letting go of that one. Mm-hmm. But I've seen like rumors about NSYNC being the halftime show with other boy bands. And Mm -hmm. Justin just did it a few years ago and he didn't do a good job. And we all have publicly hated it. Well, according to TikTok, not everyone hates Justin Timberlake. I also learned that Mm. they were just saying psychotic Britney fans hate Justin, not like normal people. Okay. Not like black people that they feel like he stole from or anything like that. No, or like just like, you know, him him treating women horribly for years and years and years. Yeah. <laughs> like just crazy Britney fans. Um yeah, I just he makes he he makes my skin crawl, truly. I just can't bear him. And when I saw him walk out on that stage, I was like, God, like here we go with his little Netflix special moment. He's going to do a bunch of fucking stand-up jokes and try and get all the attention and do cartwheels and shit. Um but enough about him. <laughs> I also, Shakira got the vanguard. I was going to say Shakira. Yes. The thing that I find so interesting about Shakira is that I feel like every time she performs, people are reminded of how fucking incredible Shakira is. Like they don't know or something. Shakira is one of the best live performers of our time. And... I think she's so fucking talented and people also always make fun of her like songwriting and stuff and say that it doesn't make sense. Shakira is a literal poet. Like if you read the lyrics of her songs, they are so beautifully written. I just think she's great. I love Shakira so much. Me too. I, and she's so beautiful. She hasn't aged a second and she she sang live for most of that. Mm -hmm. And she was like killing it. Oh my god i was like leave it to like the previous generation of pop stars to remind these people of what it is what it feels like to perform at the vmas so speaking of current pop stars i actually like olivia rodrigo Mm -hmm. i don't think she had maybe not the best performance but i just listened to her album finally guts Mm -hmm. and i think we have to remember the younger generation didn't have pieces of me They didn't have Avril's first album or second album. So I get it. I get the Olivia Rodrigo stuff. Listening to her music, do I think it's like the best thing I ever heard? No. 
but I get why she is resonating with so many like 13 year old girls. It's the same way when I heard Taylor Swift when I was 15. And her music is really good. It it does sound a lot like other artists. Oh, it's, it's I mean, that's why I like it. It's like, if I want to listen to like Lana Del Rey or Avril, but just not really listen to them, I just turn her on and it's, <laughs> it's a literal carbon copy, but it's a good carbon copy. Like it's a good take on a bunch of other people's ideas. Oh, right. There was one song. I forget which one it was, but I was like, is this Avril Lavigne? <laughs> no, like she is literally like a captain planet of other pop, female pop stars. Mm-hmm. They have combine their powers to create this one girl who does all the same stuff but she's she she, her like I said her album is so good um definitely not my favorite performance of the night and I I have seen the music video so like I understood the references and stuff but it just like didn't hit for me Mm -hmm. this is like this isn't (laughs) this isn't giving for me For sure. Agreed. And of course, everyone wants to be like, Taylor came in after Olivia. I'm like, can we put that to bed just for a night? Like, can we, do we uh, need to like, I, I do think they hate each other. They're, that's it. Like, yeah. I don't know why it has to be a thing. Um, I really enjoyed her at the VMAs. Me too. Oh, Taylor? Yeah. Should we talk about it? <laughs> I Listen, I enjoy, I love inebriated taylor swift a lot it's my favorite version of her i love drunk taylor swift and i just thought she looked i don't know when i see that that drunk look in her eyes i've seen that look from many 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 close female friendships that i've had throughout my life i just know that girl like i feel like i know her and she was just making me laugh a lot like there was a moment where she was like that got turned into a meme. I don't even know if it like translated after, but I just remember seeing it that night where she was like trying to get her her drink out of the cup holder and her nails and she couldn't get it out. Like she was just very funny to me the whole night. I agree. And I feel like people have finally accepted that she just has fun at award shows, especially one that she knows she's going to walk away with 15 moon men. Right. Yeah. She's been this way at award shows for over a decade. We do have to just come to terms with it. She yeah gets, she gets drunk and she dances and she rocks her stiff hips back and forth and you know let the girl do it let her let her live some of us just don't have rhythm and that's okay <laughs> she's very unapologetic about it we do appreciate that i guess my last vma's thing is selena gomez cracks me up like the way she definitely runs her own instagram to some degree Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw she made, I think, a face when Chris Brown won an award. And someone made it like a big post about it on Instagram. And she commented, I don't care, LOL. <laughs> she was the total opposite of Taylor. Like, she was stoic, stone cold. She said, and people were really angry about her being like, I'm not going to let you guys turn me into a meme. How dare you get angry at somebody for saying that? Right. Okay. And- and like the story before, she made fun of herself. Right. And I don't think she was that serious about, I'm not letting you turn me into a meme. Like, it's not serious either. I think she was just saying, like, I'm not going to be as animated as I have been in the past at award shows because you guys obsess over it and, and like study my like eye motions and shit the whole night. So she stood there and gave you nothing. I would do the same thing. I'd be a fucking statue in that audience. I agree. 
we've really turned a corner on Selena Gomez on this podcast. Honestly, I know. <laughs> Nelly Furtado also looked the best that she has ever looked in life. Um, I'm so excited for her resurgence. I know that she's doing a project with Justin Timberlake and Timbaland, but listen, their work together is incredible. It is. Did you listen to their new song though? Yeah. What did you think? I don't love it. Yeah, I was really bummed. Yeah, I don't love it. It's, it. I don't know. I just think that it's like their sound together is so like 2007. Like, I, I don't know. And it's also weird to me because she's been so open for years about how negative that experience kind of was for her. Mm-hmm. And like, she became really, really famous for like, music that is not her at all and like it was something that she just did kind of for fun right but then it became what she was known for and like they weren't even really like super nice to her right she's like I'm not promiscuous at all yeah and they tricked her into being on like a diss track you know what I mean like she didn't know that Justin Timberlake was gonna be like responding to the media or whatever like and you know what I mean she was like oh okay I Okay. But yeah, I, I love her. I know. Only want good things for her. I don't, is there anything else? Um, I don't know if I have anything else to say. Just that I absolutely am so excited for Nicki Minaj's new era. Huh. It's so, I've been waiting for this version of Nicki for so long. Cause this is my favorite Nicki. Like, like, my favorite, like, subgenre of Nicki is, like, do you know the song Save Me? Mm-hmm. That's, like, my favorite Nicki Minaj. And I feel like she's leaning into that vibe. And I'm excited for that. I'm curious. I mean, public will welcome her back, right? Because I know a lot of people have made it very known that they know about, like, her husband. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think people will just be like, yay. <laughs> yeah, I don't think people will care enough. I think that she has enough of um a following that like and they're so crazy those fucking barbs they don't care but we love you very much barbs no oh also hello i want to just really quickly say that i thought um cardi and meg did amazing incredible and i'm so fucking into this like 70s miami thing that cardi's doing with her hair right now like she looks like a character in the birdcage and i'm just like into it um but they were really good it's funny. I didn't like the song when I heard it, but when I saw them perform, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Those two together is like crack for me. Yeah, it's really, they're like a buddy cop film. Mm-hmm. They're very good together. And I love Cardi. I think that she's a great performer, but Meg, she is like on a, her performance ability is on another level to me. She just like commands the stage in such an interesting way because she's like such a woman like she's a tall just curvy ass thick like strong woman in heels just like fucking dancing her ass off and like I don't know I just like love her I actually think Meg the Stallion's one of like the most beautiful hottest celebrities out there like I know I always say Rihanna for like a sex tape or something but like Meg the Stallion's kind of like like She's inching she, up on Rihanna for me. I can't lie. She's unfucking real. She's unbelievable. And she's like one of the newer generation artists that I'm like, 
if the VMAs are going to go on for another like decade, she would be somebody that I feel like would be like an, a new generation icon at that show yeah. every year and just fucking kills it. I, yeah, I definitely feel like Meg Doja and Olivia Rodrigo were the anchor, like will anchor the VMAs. For sure. I could I mean, I wasn't surprised that she did great, but like, I just couldn't believe how good Doja was. Like that performance was just so fucking good. When the newspaper started flying, I was like, God, this is incredible. Her performance felt like old VMAs to me. Yes, me too. Old school. Like Mm -hmm. literally like 2000s VMAs. For sure. Well. Yeah, I think that's that. I know. I feel like it's been kind of like a heavy episode. We've talked about a lot of stuff. Um, Is there any like good news you have to look forward to? Because guys, we have to tell you something. We're breaking up. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. No, we're taking the first two weeks of October off because it's going to be in between seasons. And we always do that. If you're a newer listener, whenever we hit like 25 to 30 episodes, we try and take two weeks off just so we're not so like drained on blinds because sometimes they're so repetitive and after two weeks we typically are like excited to come back it's like a a nice it's like a good amount of time Mm -hmm. i don't know if there's anything exciting coming up um i got tickets with zach to go see Katy perry in vegas yeah that'll be fun yeah i know i listen i'm a i'm a katie cat okay I'm coming out right now. I'm a Katie cat. I might even buy one of her weird pairs of shoes and wear it to the show. I would love you to do that. <laughs> what about you? Um, My girlfriend and I have our first like wedding to go to as a couple, which I'm like gay and excited for. <laughs> well, where is it? It's in New York. Oh, love that. I love all that. Yeah. And then my, um, my niece is turning 10. So I'm going to go home for her 10th birthday. <laughs> Oh, I love that. What are you guys doing? Uh, probably just like something in the backyard, like a bounce house and that kind of cute little setup. Yeah. <laughs> and you get to experience a yard for a little bit. For I'll see some green grass for a second. Oh, maybe a couple, a little couple animals or something <laughs> other than rats. <laughs> oh, well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please remember we do have live shows coming up. Oh, and also... We understand that what we talk about on here can be pretty tough. And sometimes Troy and I are not the kindest about the people we talk about. Please don't attack people on our Instagram comments. Our Instagram got taken down this weekend and we had to fix it. Yeah. Yes. Don't attack the girls. Okay. We're allowed to have differing opinions. Okay. Yeah. Thank you guys. (laughs) But we love you very, very much. We hope to see you at our live show and we're obsessed with you. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.